Welcome to the Community Karma Podcast with Aaron Jones and Carrie Hill. Join in as they discuss building community, branding, and how any business can benefit from a holistic approach to growth. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Community Karma Podcast. This is episode 19 already, Aaron. That's like almost a half a year's worth of episodes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> We're like almost six months down. Is that crazy? That seems crazy to me. What's a half a year? So f- there's 52 weeks in a year. A half of that is going to be like 26-ish, right? 26. We're going to have to have an unbirthday party. Yeah, I think we're gonna. And if you think this is insane, oh god, that's gonna be weird. Okay, buckle up, guys. (laughs) Today we are gonna talk about a topic that makes both Aaron and I cringy, but this is the best way to get over it, right? Yep, and the title makes me giggle. So the best way to get past the cringe is to laugh, right? For sure. Laughter is the best medicine. And today we're going to talk about tooting your own horn without blowing it, which uh-huh. I think is, Erin <laughs> came up with that title. So everybody give her lots of kudos for that. We love it. <laughs> I probably found it on the internet, but it felt original. So we're going to go with it. Close enough. <laughs> yeah. uh, if you have a copyright on it, sorry, we don't own you. Uh <laughs> what to say (laughs) yeah um so one of the hardest things that we find for ourselves or for a business to do is to talk about themselves as a business as the person who started the business um you know why do you do what you do what brought you to this point in your life and um I, i am just as guilty of that. One of the worst things I have to do in my job is write a bio for a publication or a conference or whatever. And they're like, tell us about you, Carrie. And I'm like, well, I have too many dogs and I like to cook. Like, I get, oh, ugh. <laughs> yeah, look, I just was working on one today and it was for what I would consider a fairly prestigious industry publication. And I opened the the window and watched my cursor blink for 20 minutes yep i do that a lot what do i say that it's hard it is and i think that just from my own anecdotal research i (laughs) feel like it's harder for women typically because Mm -hmm. we were you know told for a long time to not not brag, sit down and shut up and let your work speak for itself and Mm -hmm. that doesn't always happen you know we need to be able to say hey I am the best at what I do and here's why. And it's okay to say that without, you know, without steamrolling your audience. You just have to know kind of how to do it. For sure. And I think, you know, this really, because businesses are so bad at it, because a lot of people are bad at it, and they feel like this isn't the piece that makes them money, that these are the pages on your website that suffer, the about me pages, the beat our team pages, the press pages and media kit pages like who who are we and what is our expertise and why should you trust us um you know the news mentions and the press releases those are all the pieces that 
Um, you know, tell your potential customer, I am an expert at what I do. And so they are an important part of that conversion process, but it seems to be the piece that falls down to the bottom of the list behind, these are the services we provide, these are the products we sell, you know, this is how much it is kind of messaging. And I think, especially as you start creeping up that, you know, dollar average order value, right? The more expensive things are, the more people feel like they're investing and they need to know more about you and what Definitely. you know. And those about pages are, are incredibly valuable. And I think people, if you don't see the value in the actual content itself, let me mm -hmm. tell you from SEO experience that that content is valuable. So if you don't want to do it for the trust verification factor, do it for the fact that it's going to help your website rank and it's going to get you in front of more eyeballs. You know, I don't really care what your motivation is, but it is important content. Yeah, I think so. And I think, you know, it tying into that is making sure that you have testimonials and reviews on your website. And that's not just from an SEO perspective, because the usefulness of those on your own website has changed from a ranking SEO kind of standpoint, but from a conversion, um, you know, we're good at what we do, peer review kind of standpoint is such an important message to have for your audience. Every page that you want to sell somebody something on needs to have a message from a customer who is happy with your work. I agree. And Carrie, this is about to get a little controversial. <laughs> I love testimonials. Um, this conversation comes up a lot around the time of year. I feel like that we're getting ready to go speak at PubCon because Brett Tabke, the, the big guy in charge at PubCon, uh -huh. the last few years has questioned the value of testimonials on a website because of how easily they can be gamed. So yep. um, I still think they're important. Statistics show that they're important. Statistics mm -hmm. say that people take an online review the same level of with the same level of trust that they would take a recommendation from a friend or a family member mm -hmm. this stuff matters i know you know we're there's a lot of talk about on amazon how many reviews are fake yes it happens but you know we trust you guys you're all smart you can tell which ones are fake most of the time well and i um, think that it's it's like one piece of the research puzzle so if i go on somebody's website and they've got really great testimonials all over their website but i go look at their yelp or google or you know angie's list or whatever reviews and they're poor then right. <laughs> that's a problem right because the sentiments need to match so if you're putting these awesome five-star fake testimonials all over your website and you suck um, it's not going to be effective. But if you've got really good testimonials on your website that are honest, like maybe they say things like, we started off a little rocky, but boy, did they bring it around. And I'm so happy with the way my countertops look or whatever happens to be. Um, you know, they sound human, right? Exactly. Um, and that matches what's in your um, Google My Business reviews and what's on your third-party review site reviews and then there's a little bit more trust, right? Because you can trust it, but you can also verify that, yeah, they're pretty good. They're, you know, yeah. more than one place says they're pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it's about that congruence. You know, we've talked about making mm -hmm. sure that your Facebook profile and your website and all of these things look and feel the same. This falls right into that. You know, people mm -hmm. want to feel like when they leave your website to go to your Facebook page or your Yelp 
I hate even using that word, but your profile or TripAdvisor or Angie's List or whatever, they shouldn't have to go back and check and make sure they're on the right page because it looks so different from your website. Um, right. This is the same thing. You know, I want my clients, customers to get the same feeling no matter where they encounter them, all the way from the technician who comes to their house all the way over to the reviews on their Facebook page. I want people to feel like family. So, you know, I almost trust reviews more or trust a business more that has reviews that say, well, we had some problems up front, but these guys really hit it out of the park taking care of my problem. Yep, for sure. And I think that that, that humanizes the brand. Um, it humanizes and makes the review look more um, legit because it's not just, oh, these are the best you know, insert business name, SEO, <laughs> right. keyword phrase, you know, like, I mean, when they're, when they're fake, it's kind of blatant in some cases. So, um, I think that that, like Aaron said, that congruence is really important. Um, we came up with some tips to help you write about yourself. <laughs> and let because, me tell you how we came up with these tips. Because <laughs> we need, we both need them really bad. These are the, yeah. the things that we have tried or have heard about trying to help us get over our issues with imposter syndrome, which, um, you know, if you don't know what imposter syndrome is, basically it's the belief that I am not as good as I am at yeah, whatever you know it is I, I need do. I find an adult who's more adulty than I am to help me. Yep, um, for sure. <laughs> you know, I think we all go through that. I know Carrie and I specifically have had conversations anywhere from professional sittings to out to dinner saying, why aren't you telling the world how good you are at this? Because you're awesome. And then yep. the other one goes, oh, I don't know. <laughs> stop it. Everybody stop it right now. If you're yeah. good at something, you know you're good at it. And it is okay to acknowledge that you're good at something. Yep, for sure. And so some tips to kind of help you get over those hurdles and to write about yourself or your people or your company. Um, use we statements. Um, sometimes when you're writing in first person, when you're saying I a lot, um, it feels very selfish. To me, it does. And that then casts kind of a pallor on the whole process, right? Um, right. You feel braggy and stuff. Yeah energetic right and so start using we statements or you know our customers agree or those kinds of statements where you're not just saying i do this and i do that and i do this because that kind of helps feed that monster of... yeah and the other good thing about we statements mm -hmm. is you're letting your customers trust your whole team so they don't mm -hmm. always expect the owner to show up if you're a small service provider you know when they go wait, wait, I wanted the owner to come and put my countertops in. Yeah. No, we are amazing. Not just yep. me. All of us rock. Right, for sure. Um, another tip I really like, um, I've had good success with this with clients, is to interview them and record it and then, like, write the content or the transcript from that recording. Um, I think that that's super helpful for... Um, for getting the words out because when you're having a conversation it's a lot easier to talk with people about who you are and why you started your company and what you're passionate about than it is to sit there and stare at your cursor and write about it yourself right agreed and i actually did that um i went through an exercise with a business coach and mm -hmm. 
she she interviewed me and then had it transcribed and said, you know, now you can edit this up and turn it into a book or a series of blog posts or, you know, I thought that was really, really a great idea. And it kind of annoyed me that I hadn't come up with it on my own. Because, <laughs> you know, that once you get talking, you kind of forget about the pressure of the writing part of it. Well, and I think that, you know, that's sort of why we started this podcast, right? Like, we could have started an article series or something like that. But I think that it's so much, even though we don't sit in the same room and record, right? You live a three, four hours away from me. Um, but the fact that we can just talk about these topics and we get in sync with how we feel and speak about things and you can hear the passion for what we do in our voice, you know, I think sometimes that makes it easier to talk about the things that are tough to talk about. Definitely. For sure. Um, this one was Aaron's, which I think is a great tactic is share a compliment um, to kind of kick off the conversation when you're talking about yourself. Give me an example, Aaron. I'm going to put you on the spot. <laughs> oh, I had one when we were talking. Um, so if a customer sends you an email and says, Hey, your team did a great job or, you know, they leave it somewhere that maybe you can't highlight in your reviews or for a star rating. Share it and say, hey, Bob, thank you so much for your kind words. You know, we love hearing from our happy customers and put it out there, put it in a blog post, put it in a mm -hmm. Facebook post, make the comment into an image on Canva so it looks nice with your logo in the background, you know, however you think it will best resonate with your audience. But use someone else's words to toot your horn. Say, hey, check this out. These guys love me. You will too. Mm -hmm. um, another thing um, that I think is a really great idea is to sort of keep a list. So when the right time comes along, you can share it. Um, you know, keep a list of all the great things that are happening or all of the accomplishments of your team or your, you know, your business. And if you're not comfortable talking about it right now, maybe it's just not the right time. Maybe there's a community tragedy or issue and bragging about your business is kind of taboo it's not the right time save it and and share it later or maybe it's just internal like there are days when I'm okay tooting my own horn and there are days when I'm like cannot people must not speak <laughs> not feeling it yeah you're just not feeling today. it <laughs> but yeah, it doesn't mean other... you shouldn't keep track right <laughs> exactly and the other cool thing about keeping a list is if your team is having a down day or, you know, mm -hmm. people just are not having the energy that they need to have in the office, you know, whether that's a team of 50 people or it's just you, a great way to kind of perk yourself up when you're having those days or encountering that imposter syndrome is to go look at that list and go, you know what? I am a badass. Like yep. my team rocks. Why am I getting down on myself? Look at all of the great things I've done in the last two weeks. Right. And, you know, that's a good point, Erin. Sometimes you don't need to brag to the public. Maybe you just need to toot your own horn in your own house a little bit, you know. Yeah, from a mojo back. Yeah. Look, hey, team, look at this awesome. Maybe you lost a big client, but you've got testimonials from four other clients sitting in your hip pocket that you could say, yeah, that sucks. We lost a client. But look at all these happy people that... Um, you know, are still with us and still expecting great things from us. And I know we can deliver, you know, using that as kind of a morale boost um, can, can be very useful as well. It can. And I think if you have a team 
that you work with, it's also good to encourage them to toot other people's horns. You know, whether sure. you have a regular way of doing it, if you have a staff spotlight that you share online once a week of, you know, here's Bobby, he loves mint chocolate chip ice cream, and we love him because of this. Or his the person who sits across the aisle from him at work says that he he is the best at uplifting everyone on a down day. Or, you know, just find mm-hmm. it where you need to take it from. And there are always sources of good compliments like this that will come, you know, you just have to know where to look. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so two more tips for you. The la- the second to the last one is practice. Um, sometimes the best way to get over that um, hurdle is to practice talking about your accomplishments. And the best place to do that is with your tribe, right? Like Aaron and I tell each other we're awesome all the time. And, you know, sometimes we, we even are. say, sometimes we even say, hey, I'm awesome. Look at what I did. And when you can practice with your friends and, and, you know, start feeling good about that positive self-talk or that, you know, positive team talk with, you know, your your biggest critics in life. Because, right, your friends are your friends, but they're also the people that are going to tell you, oh, shut up, Carrie, stop bragging, right? <laughs> so, they are, but they're also your best cheerleaders. So yeah. It's an awesome dichotomy of energy that you can get from that. For sure. And so if you practice saying those things and practice that positive self-talk, it becomes easier, not all the time. Like we said, there's good days and bad days for sure. And um, this is, you know, that imposter syndrome feeling is not something you can just say to somebody, just get over it. Um, that That's not fair. Um, no. It's definitely something that people suffer with and you have to find ways that work for you to get around it and um, practice you know they say practice makes perfect I don't want to be perfect I just want to be able to write a one paragraph bio without staring (laughs) at a cursor for two days and being past deadline you know those and it doesn't (laughs) have to be work related you know Mm -hmm. sometimes I'll look at my husband and just say hey tell me I'm pretty (laughs) yeah You know, he gets very startled and says, oh, okay, you're pretty. And then I go smile because it makes everybody feel good. You know, sometimes if you do something kind of ridiculous, it makes the the normal seem easier and more normal. So don't be afraid to be a little silly. It, For sure. You know, people like that. For sure. And I think our last, our last tip is probably the most practical one. <laughs> <laughs> If you can't say it, hire somebody who will, right? Hire an Aaron. That's, yeah, that's right. Get, get a supportive team around you, whether that's, you know, a client or an employee mm-hmm. or a colleague, you know, review your professional colleagues. You don't have to pay them for a service to know they're doing a good job. For sure. And I think that, um, you know, something I just thought about, a good team building exercise would be to have everybody on your team write each other's bio. What do they know about their teammates and their accomplishments? And, you know, what do they really appreciate about how they do their work and those kinds of things? I think that would be an interesting exercise and kind of, you know, keep that in your hip pocket, right? Yeah. <laughs> For no, when you need we, one. <laughs> one of my most memorable things that I did in, this was back in sixth grade. So, you know, not that long ago, but um, my teacher had, pieces of paper folded accordion style, give one to everyone in the class. 
and each one had someone's name at the top of it, and all you did was unfold to one section of accordion, so you couldn't see what anyone else had written, mm-hmm. and write one nice thing about that person whose name was at the top of the paper. And it could be professional, it could be something about them personally, whatever you wanted. There were no rules. And I, I'm sure I still have the paper somewhere because people told me about strengths about myself that I didn't know I had. Right. You know, I, I, I was looking at this and going, wow, these people think this about me. And you walk a little bit taller when things like that happen. And it, it really gets everyone thinking about what they appreciate from each other. And I know this sounds very touchy-feely and very HR exercise, kumbaya <laughs> But it, it doesn't have to be a big deal thing. And it, it really can help elevate people and pick out strengths in each other that, you know, that you may not have noticed as their leader to try to capitalize on. There's just a lot of good things can come from something like that. Absolutely. That's our last tip. (laughs) We did it, Erin. We made it all the way through this episode without getting all weirded out about it. (laughs) I know. So now I want all of you to go leave a nice review for Carrie and I. And also for someone else that you think does a great job at their, no, really. Seriously, (laughs) take a minute and write a review for a business that you've interacted with, a colleague that you think is fantastic. And it's a really great contagious energy and see what Mm -hmm. happens just try it and report back to us i'd love to hear how it goes yep i think anytime you can say something positive about somebody else it makes you feel better and it makes them feel better so why not right yeah and they may make them work a little bit harder stand a little bit taller like Mm -hmm. it's very rarely do you compliment someone and have something horrible come out of it i can't think of an example (laughs) i'm sure there is one but Usually it's for the good of everyone. Yeah, just know, you know, the difference between a compliment and a passive aggressive backwards compliment. And if you don't know, ask your tribe. <laughs> yeah, they'll tell you if you do it. <laughs> they'll tell you if you do it. <laughs> yeah, backhanded compliments are not what we're talking about yeah. here, guys. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the Community Karma Podcast. Um, Like Erin said, go say something nice about somebody and everybody have a great day. Talk to y'all soon. Yeah, make us proud. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe via iTunes, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to sign up for reminders via the website communitykarmapodcast.com. See you next time.